Welcome back, everyone. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Josh Pellegrini. Josh is our photographer and videographer here at Hardbat, and he has a pretty interesting background story. Um, He was a nurse for quite a few years and then transitioned into a full-time photography and videography business that he created from scratch. It's been amazing watching him grow uh, both in his field and as an entrepreneur. Um, And he has been a really good friend of mine for quite a few years. And I thought that you all could gain some insight uh, through his stories and background. Um, He's a fascinating guy and he has a lot to say both in regards to working with us for uh, the purposes of gathering you know, creative for fitness and health, but also uh, expanding beyond that and into the scope of uh, photography and videography for some larger businesses in our area. So I really think you're going to enjoy this podcast. As always, make sure that you like and subscribe and enjoy. Josh, welcome. What's going on, man? What's going on, Derek? Glad to uh, kick this off with you. Yeah, dude. We've been talking about this for a minute. Um, we actually just wrapped up a staged photo shoot for the gym. So that was yes. uh, it. Was actually our first stage shoot. It was good. It was nice. Something unique and refreshing, and got to play around with the flash a little bit, and uh, we got some great photos. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the candids when we get you in here during like the bumping classes and just capture the uh, you know all the the mid workout faces. But it's so funny because every time we get like this huge assortment of like you know a five hundred packed volume of photos, and there's at least half of them where where if it's not the person, like the subject you're targeting, there's someone in the background making like a goofy face or looking like it's the most miserable thing (laughs) they've ever done in their life. And it just does not fit super well with the website. Um, It definitely makes people look like they're, they're dying in the middle (laughs) of a workout. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And look, sometimes that's necessary, right? Yeah. That's the paradox. It's like, you look like you're dying, but you're actually making yourself more alive. Yeah. It's funny. People are having fun doing a great job, but when you want to capture that action, their mid moment, their mid strain, you get that face and that's just <laughs> what happens yeah so. and unfortunately it becomes a bit of a deterrent for potential customers like uh, oh, that person doesn't look like they're having a good time <laughs> right <laughs> right um all right well um josh you went to school to become a nurse and you found a love for photography at some point along that road what was the spark that uh got you started so that's a little bit of ambiance in the background, if you can hear it. Oh yeah, Try, um, yeah. I'll have to. I have to make mention that uh, class is rolling right now, so yeah. we are sh- filming, or I should say, we are uh, recording in the gym today. And time to time, you're going to get some ambiance in the back. But yeah, so to your question, I think um, yeah, I'm full. I'm full on now, full time, running a production company, photography, videography, social media consulting, having fun and. Um, I have this background recent, most recently I worked as an ICU nurse and, um, you know, to kind of talk about how I found my way there. Um, it's, it seemed as an adult, like I kind of stumbled to found this new found passion, something totally new and fresh. But when I really reflect on it, 
I remember that uh, I grew up in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It's like home of where Jackass started, where Bam Margera was, <laughs> right? And um, growing up, we had a video camera, and like I had skate, we would skateboard and film videos and skits, and um, you know, Bam built a skate park in our town, so we would always go there, just having fun. And looking back, I realized I was making video. You know, we were making videos, and we sold DVDs to our eighth grade class. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was fun. And then you know, went to high school and college, and and partying took over. And I just like put, never picked up a camera. I never even thought about that as an option. Um, and it wasn't until um, you know I was in the middle of nursing, and I decided to get a GoPro for my honeymoon with my wife and I just sp- it sparked something in me. Um, and I, I just went, so I started making videos again and, um, ultimately I bought a camera that was great for photos and video. And that's when photography launched. And I just went full throttle into that passion. Like five days a week I was out taking photos just like, and to this day it's pretty much all I do and think about for work, for passion, for everything. Um, so that was kind of happening concurrently with nursing in the beginning. Yeah. So, and in the beginning, you were originally going to Philadelphia for most of your shooting. Was that how you kind of got kicked off? Yeah. So, so like I was, I was fortunate when I became a nurse, I was working three days a week and I'm not really the kind of person that on my day off, I'll just sit on the couch all day. So, um, I have four days a week now to fill my time. My wife's at work. I, you know, all my friends are at work. It's like a Tuesday. What am I going to do? So yeah, I would go to Philly and meet up and I met a lot of people in the photography community there. And that community welcomed me in and helped teach me. Um, but yeah, that's the kicking off point. Uh, and I could even dive deeper on that. I mean, that's certainly how I, how I jumped to where I am now was from, that early stage of finding that community. Yeah. Isn't it funny how community is just such a catalyst for personal growth and change? Like if yes. you find the right group of people to spend more time around, yes. it's unbelievable how quickly that can make you look at your own life and realize that there's some changes you can make and some major improvements to be had. Um, and I, it's just so funny because there's, it's like a group of people that you want to surround yourself with. They're like a mirror. You know, yeah. you see all the things that you want to be right. and do in them. It's really cool. I think you're hitting the nail on the head, and I see that across any industry, right? And I, I think as part of community as well, as an extension of community, is that healthy competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Like when I grew the first year of me being in photography, I was hanging out with two other guys, and we would go out together and we would take photos together and critique each other. And it wasn't your social media, Instagram, fire emoji. That's amazing. (laughs) Great. It was like, you messed this up. You could do this better. Hey, look what I learned on YouTube. And it was just constant feedback all the time. And it was like, I was, we all had our strengths and weaknesses and we were trying to one up each other. We would go out and shoot the same sunrise, but it's like, yo, look how much better my photo was than yours. You were right there with me. Or I'm looking at somebody else's like, damn, how did he get that photo? <laughs> you know, I want to get better, right? right? So it worked that. I think my learning curve, if I look, and this probably applies to fitness, it probably applies to everything, right? That first year with that constant community-driven competition, I think I learned more in that year than in the following five years combined. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Was, I mean, and, and yeah. we always preach to our staff here the importance of being open to feedback because it's ultimately what, 
allows you to grow. Yeah. You know, and I, I it's so funny that you say that because I was just having that conversation earlier. That's awesome. Um, now, how has your shift from nursing to photography and videography changed your life? That's a great question. So I've always been someone, and, and Derek, you know me well, but for anybody that's that's listening, I've always been someone that's been driven by my passion and trying to do things that I was passionate about. So, um, you know, to some, it may look like I've changed careers a lot. I jumped out of school and I worked as a recruiter, uh, and I, that's kind of like a salesy type business role um, where I was working with a lot of people. I didn't really feel fulfilled, and I tried I wanted to become a consultant at this company. Like I didn't even know what that meant. I was just like, I'm going to be a consultant. Who knows? I was, yeah. tr- but point being like, I was kind of trying to find what made me tick. So ultimately I, I love where I love people. I love helping people found my way. Eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm going back to school. I'm going to become a nurse. I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. And, um, without completely, without completely going too deep into that, like, nursing and healthcare as a whole, and we could probably talk for hours about healthcare. <laughs> oh, oh, so we'll skip that. Yeah. Healthcare destroyed my soul. Nursing burned me out. Mm. COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. So yeah. ultimately, you know, and ultimately through a lot of our conversations as well, you know, you kind of helped me figure out things that made me happy, things that drove, you know, would drive me. And um, while I was nursing, I was I it was kind of building this production company, and it was slowly growing, and I was gaining confidence and gaining momentum, and learning like, okay, I can make money doing this, and, and ultimately, um, I loved being my own boss, and I, yeah. I loved it, and I, I, you know, I talked with you about it, and I made the plunge. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so funny. You hear all of the cliche things like, you know, you need to jump and then you'll find your wings and so on and so forth. And, you know, we all take those with, with a grain of salt. But at, at the end of the day, like it does begin with beliefs in what it is that you're doing and how it can improve not just your life, but the people around you, be it through supporting your family or being able to teach others the value of photography and videography and, you know, the cool things that that's kind of allowed you to do. And, and, you know, that's a great segue into, you know, you travel quite a lot. Um, How important is it for you to get out and explore? Yeah, I think um, travel for me, I kind of just had this realization of how, how much we've traveled. My wife and I, we love to go. Um, we, we collect magnets when we go places. <laughs> I had a friend's, a friend's baby over. I was holding a one-year-old and we were, I was in the kitchen dancing with the one-year-old, trying to keep him from crying. And I was like naming all the places on the magnets on our refrigerator oh, as wow. I was talking. And I was like, Costa Rica, Colorado. You, I was just like rambling through. And I'm like, wow, we've been to a lot of places. So um, that's like one of the most important things to me. I think uh, I fell in love with travel. I was fortunate growing up to have the opportunity to travel. Mm-hmm. And as I gained some independence, um, it, it's 100% built into what I do. I don't make financial decisions without factoring in will I have money for travel. It's something I'm always prioritizing, always thinking about. And you know what that means to me when I travel is just getting outside of myself. I think like being in places that are really different, You know, it's great to travel to like a, a resort in Cancun, but where I really thrive and what I really, really, really love. My favorite experience, I think, from a mental standpoint was when I went to Vietnam and I asked somebody if they spoke English and they didn't even understand enough English to know that I was asking, like they didn't even know the word English. (laughs) And I felt so small. And I mean that in like 
the best way possible. Like right. I felt so, it just kind of put everything in your life in perspective. Like you're nothing. This is, <laughs> you know, but it was good in a good way. I don't right. know if that makes well, sense. Well, I think it's like you're so far away from home that you feel like you're at home. Yeah. 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 And just like, I, I kind of like conceptualizing this, like we live in America where we think like my life is so important and what I do is so important and what I, it's me, me, me. And then you go into this like rural place of Vietnam and you're like, there's people like all over the world just living their life. They don't. Like, what I do doesn't matter to them. Right, they literally don't care. They don't care. (laughs) But I love that. And then you multiply that times billions of people, and it's just, like, it's humbling, but it's also inspiring, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, aside from, obviously, all the great photography and videography you you capture when you're on vacation, would you say that um, that is one of the greatest benefits, is the perspective that traveling gives you? Yeah, I think the perspective is something that's changed my life. It's changed who I am as a person. It's changed the way that I perceive things and kind of going back to, we were talking about this jump from a career to my business. That's all formulated into that planning, into that thought process, like seeing that there's so much more out there. Yeah. Seeing that you can make, you have, you have to make your life what you want it to be because it's all you got. Yeah. And I think you tie, you know, I see those themes when I travel, but I also saw those themes when I worked in the ICU, you know, watching people die, you also reflect on your life and what you do while you're alive. Yeah, I think they call it, isn't that called a death reminder? Yeah, something like, like that, yeah. Like they say like some people get too many of them, but most people need more of them. Yes. You know, we've, we've so far removed ourselves from, you know, the, the typical entropy within like nature and like a lot of people, if you're not you know, involved with a career such as, you know, your previous one, as far as nursing goes, like that's not something you see on a frequent basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you see something catastrophic happen, whether it be an individual dying or a, or an emergency, sometimes it hits you close to home and you're like, whoa. And we've all had that moment where you reflect and say, life is short. You know, a loved one passes something, somebody, something meaningful, impactful tragically happens. And you, you just have that moment of clarity where you're like, wow, I wish I would, you know, I should hug my mom more or I should, I should fill in the blank. I should do whatever more. And you kind of just have that moment. And then it's so, so easily fizzles away, right? A couple days go by and you're still hanging on to the feeling, but it's a little bit less vivid. And then a week goes by two weeks and you're back to your normal routine and kind of, so to your point, you need yeah. to be jolted into re- to be reminded at times. Yeah, and I think that that speaks to probably why you love traveling so much is that ultimately life feels short when you do the same things over and over again. Yeah, and we know that what you know provokes the greatest sense of of memory and just feeling like our life is fulfilled and long is novelty and intensity. That's how we remember things. Yeah. And and the place you're going to find those things the most is when you're traveling, right? Because right. it's novel, it's new, and it's intense, especially some of the things you know you've done. You've gone on these, you know, big extravagant hikes trying to capture a shot at really, you know, yeah. er, more, like early morning hours, hiking back in the dark, <laughs> trying <laughs> right. not to fall off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm sure you have such vivid memories of all those experiences. And I'm sure that your traveling has helped contribute to you feeling like, you know, your life isn't all that short. And it actually like you can make it longer by by being a bit more curious and explorative. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this, like there there is science to back that the doing new things. Actually, like they recommend that for if you're like, 
aging with a relationship and you feel like time's just flying, it's because you're probably in a very similar routine. And they actually encourage, like, it doesn't have to mean travel. It could be like, go to a board game night, go to, you know, trip, like, but doing new experiences together definitely makes it feel like you have more time. And I would say another really interesting uh, bit of research I read about how the mind works is that you actually, people think that they get all of their satisfaction from traveling when they're at the destination. But the science actually shows that you get more serotonin and dopamine increases from pre from before you travel. Like so, the anticipation. Yes, yeah, like yeah. knowing you have it coming for three months, that three months will bring you more joy than the week of where you go. Yeah, no, and well, that's it, it, well. It's funny standpoint. because you know I, I could talk about that for a long time. Like the piggyback on that is like this is also the problem with things like sugar consumption is because it's actually the thought of having the thing that people uh, have that reward system built and yeah. their dopamine levels spike before they actually get it. So it's like if you want, let's say, I don't know, a Coca Cola, the thought of having it actually invokes a greater dopamine response than actually drinking it than when you're consuming it right which yeah. is why like you get done eating the piece of cake and you're never as fulfilled as you were before <laughs> eating the cake right yeah <laughs> but, i can i mean i can relate to that from my personal standpoint like i've had that experience where i'm like i need that ice cream <laughs> and then while you're eating <laughs> hey, it, you're sometimes like, you do need the ice cream. this doesn't feel as good as i thought it would <laughs> oh always always yeah yeah but sometimes it just does feel just right too yes yeah i mean and, and that's one thing you and i worked on and talked about a lot which is just just creating authorship over your life and and it's like when you want ice cream it's like plan it out right damn yeah. it like now that, right so when you eat it it's like i knew that this is what i was going to be doing and i want to have this and it doesn't mean that you're removing all um, spontaneity from your life it just means that you're gaining some agency over your decisions and, yeah it's big and it's removing this like label that people get into this emotional tug of war with food where they're like good food bad food when you just say no 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 like i'm going out to dinner with my friends and family this saturday i'm gonna let myself indulge and eat a little bit yeah i'm not gonna overdo it but i want to enjoy some stuff but that's planned so on wednesday when carol brings cake into work i'm less likely to chow down the cake because i know i'm saving that experience for this weekend yeah and we've talked a lot about this right so like we've done one-on-one you coaching, mentorship, whatever we want to call it, you know, where you've kind of helped guide me through that. I, I am a relatively healthy person, a skinny, you know, but I feel like I have, well, and I do have addiction, you know, um, I am almost four years sober now as well. Congratulations, man. Thank you. And not to dive into that, I really want to kind of stay on this food topic. Like that was something I came to you with. I was like, Derek, like when somebody puts cake in front of me, I don't <laughs> have a little piece of cake. Like I will have half the sheet and then I feel disgusting and it's awful. And we like talked at length about that and having like autonomy over to me, it's like you said, be prepared. If I know what I'm going to be eating, when I'm going to be eating it and I have it prepared, I'm so far less likely to do that reach. Sure. And humans are always going to take the path of least resistance, right? It's like if you're driving home from work, you don't have anything in the fridge, nothing is prepped and you're you're like driving past the McDonald's, you're like, you know what, screw it. That's I'm going in, I'm stopping zone. at the drive through. Yeah. Right. And it's because it's that path of least resistance. Right. Whereas like if you have if you planned ahead and you have those things available to you, you're far more likely to make the better decision. Absolutely. I mean you know it's there. Like that's it, you can't get into I call it like that red zone where you go from like being a little hungry, medium hungry, I'm super hungry. And then once you surpass that and you're in like your body's in like desperation mode, that's when I'll grab 
Oh, the yeah. really, sh- the really shitty stuff. And, and ultimately, yeah. that just comes down to poor planning. And like right. so, sometimes, yes, it's like, you know, whether you're traveling um, or you have a crazy weekend going on, like sometimes, yes, like eating kind of falls to the wayside and you have a six hour gap where you didn't plan your food and now you're ravenous and like you reach for the first thing available. Yeah. But most of the time, like people have the ability to to kind of preset their meals and think about it a little bit more critically before going into their weeks and it really sets them up for success. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean I need that. And then we've talked about it at length too like having the right thing to eat like I'm running my business now. I'm going full on into that. I'm trying <laughs> trying to perform at the highest level that I can for what I'm doing. Right. And if I eat a horrible lunch, it's to me at this point like I'm not a I'm not in the gym all the time. And I love that you have the gym and you have that knowledge and you've instilled stuff on me. But like my number one motivating factor is to keep my head straight. If I like go to Chick-fil-A, eat a massive meal and get a milkshake on top of it at like lunch, you think I'm going to have a productive late afternoon? Right, you're not the sharpest Josh that you can be. I'm going to be on the couch like, oh my God, how am I going to wake up from this, right? And I don't like that. Like I want to, you know, I usually try to utilize my time during the day. Like I said, I don't really sit around during the day you know i'm pretty busy you're always on the move always on the move always doing something always focused and i hate when i don't feel focused or when i can't feel focused from a food related situation yeah and it's funny because you know i think everyone equates you know food intake with like am i gaining weight am i losing weight but they they don't think about it on the uh the basis of you know, how is it affecting my sleep, which is affecting my creativity and how is it affecting my digestion, which makes me either more awake or more tired. And like, there's so it's, it's, it's so multifactorial. And I think that once you clean up your diet and, you know, you slowly progress into that when you have a dip, like let's say you're on vacation and you splurge, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. But oftentimes people will note, they're like, holy crap. Like I, I was eating really decent for a yeah. long period of time and then I fell off the wagon, you know, briefly and all of those symptoms kind of come back all yeah. at once and you feel it. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely, I would say my only, the only benefit I have is we've talked about this. I'm super active on my trips. So yep. when I go away, I'll usually be, I mean, we went to Italy earlier this year and within a week, God bless my wife. She was pregnant at the time, but second, second trimester, we hiked 40 miles within a week. Wow. And a lot of people are like, that's not a vacation. But to me, I'm like, that's exactly what I need. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I think the, the whole idea of the vacation always having to be like, you go to a beach, you have a margarita in hand and you're just relaxing. Sitting there with a, right. It, like, listen, there's a time and a place for that for sure. But like, there's just, there's such a rush you get from being yeah. explorative and adventurous and seeing things you've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. But eating out there. So like if I ate a heavy carb lunch, it didn't affect me as negatively as it would if I went home and had to sit at the computer because I was hiking. I was active. I was burning a ton of calories. Absolutely. Well, and also look, it's lifestyle dependent too. You know, this is why like we, we constantly had to come up with ideas for you to, um, help improve your diet on the go. You know, like you couldn't be the person that you cooked all your meals at home. No, I, I eat lunch in my car, like prepare, I prepare my salad or my lunch or my ground turkey with vegetables and rice, like whatever it is. And like half the time, I'm just so on the go. I might be, have like heated up and I'm eating it while I'm driving, where right. I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but beats, you found the tools that, that work for you, given yeah. your schedule, your lifestyle, and your kind of on the go nature. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I, in, you know, starting off, kicking off with like a healthy breakfast has been the biggest thing. Like we were talking about keeping a consistent routine and like 
breakfast is my staple. Like that's the one I don't mess up ever. Right. <laughs> well, and consistency breeds consistency, right? Like when you consistently eat a good breakfast and you feel good because of it, you're far less likely to be like, oh, what the heck? I'll eat whatever I feel like for lunch. Yeah. And that I felt that today. So like we had cookies last night, but my wife made it some cookies. There were a yeah. ton left over there in the thing. And I was like, lunch came around today and I saw it and I, that was my first thought. I, it wasn't like you shouldn't do it. It was like, if you have one, your day <laughs> yeah. is going to go down it's a Pandora's different box. Yeah. yeah. I know that. And if I can, and then it was joke. I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, if I don't have it in the house, I'm good. Uh, like yeah. we can't buy ice cream because I'm not somebody that can be like, yeah, I'll have a dish tonight. Like, no, yep. Dude, environment over willpower, always. Yeah. I know not to bring certain things to my house. My wife, she can have like a bag of York peppermint patties and have one (laughs) or two a night. And then I find the bag and it's gone in 30 minutes. toast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you do just got to indulge and eat the whole bag. But yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you. I am absolutely an environment person. And like if I can remove those things from within reach and make it harder and less accessible, um, that's a winning formula. Um, you and I have had the opportunity to work together on projects inside of the gym and outside also. So far, what has been your favorite project and what do you think is next for our collaborative creatives? Yeah. So if, you know, oh, sorry, I bumped my mic there. So yeah, if we're, we're really thinking about what we create. So you and I have created, we, we started off, you've actually helped me develop in my business. So back when I was just forming fix my mic here back when i was just forming pell productions or i would say it was yeah becoming kind of a real business i was coming to do photo shoots with you right. that's how we started it was for our, it was for hard bat was doing photo shoots and then it was like a little bit of video here and there and i continued to learn and grow as a as a videographer as a photographer fast forward years later and here we are you have a thriving business and i i have my production company and we you know we've now worked with companies that are outside of the gym, out of your gym, right. you know? Um, and I'm just kind of giving a little bit of context here for anybody listening. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing how we took, so we went from just creating fun, creative content for Hardbat, and now we're creating fun, creative content for other companies that work within the, the gym space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's what, cool. what, what happened, so, you know, we can, we can expand on this a little bit. We yeah. ended up winning a contest for yeah, a video that right. we produced right. and, um, you know, we won some money for that, but more importantly, we won the recognition that like we knew what we were doing, both from the perspective of being able to uh, to, to add to the creative part of you know, or side of things, where you know we we made a story yeah. come alive, and then also the ability to capture right the ideas and and that story and present it in a way that's like grabbing you know worthy of grabbing eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, and what's really cool is that we merged our biggest talents. So, like, you're basically the producer director on the piece. I would be the director of photography slash director. Let's just uh, whatever you want to call it. But we have this. You're a subject matter expert within your own space, which I lack. That I don't have a I don't have a fitness background. I don't have knowledge of your world. I have the knowledge of the camera stuff. So we did a really good job of of fusing those two skill sets, and that's what made that contest that we did so you know so great because you can say hey like this is really what's important to the fitness community and i can say oh wow i have a really creative way to capture that right and that unique ability to go back and forth and we're friend we're friendly and friends we you know friends outside of uh, out of our business ventures as well but um 
that's really what allowed us to thrive in doing that and doing that so well because you have a lot of videographers out there that are making videos about subjects that they don't truly know a lot about and that's not their fault that's just the nature of it like what if you have to film what if you're a non-healthcare person and they say we need you to make a video about the day in the life of a doctor okay you're not a doctor that's complicated (laughs) right right? so you know apply that to this like we had both angles and we were able to truly tell the story at this at this video um yeah we were able to really tell a great story that won but you i think you asked me a question though my favorite piece that we worked on oh yeah was was definitely the level method brand video yeah, that one was really cool. Um, I think it was really fun. That was probably, we were making really fun videos, which were kind of like, could be made in a day. And when we made this video for, we made a brand video for a great, a great company level method that uh, works with Hardbat as well. And um, it, what we, this was a larger project that involved, you know, more steps, more, more yep. planning, more thoughtfulness. And I love that. It was definitely our biggest project yeah, to date. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and we knew we were, I've done projects of that size outside of our partnership. Um, but having you come in on that project with, with your knowledge made it what it was. And we, we created a killer piece. It was super fun to do. So, I mean, I'm proud to have, I have that on my website. It's one of my favorite videos we've done. Um, and it's one of my favorite videos I've done. It's, it's a great story. Yeah. How has, um, you know, working within the fitness industry for, for your photography and videography changed your perspective on um, kind of the art around it. The art of, of videography. Yeah, like how, because yeah. most of your, before you got involved with us, you mostly worked with like larger companies that were trying to do some sort of a promo video um, or you would do um, like a lot of uh, like Horizons. And Yeah, I think I think really what, what it showed me was like when I came and worked with you, we, you know, we were, we were being paid for this work, which is, which is great, but it wasn't so much even about the, the pay. And I think everything that I want to do in life, I want to do for, to some level because of the passion that I have behind it. And yeah. I love working, you know, it kind of is, it ties in with my, my passion for when I was in nursing. Fitness is about making people better, right? And that's like, I love that concept. It's visually appealing. It makes people happy. It's healthy. It's a good message to get out. If I convince somebody to come to your gym, that's a win, 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 win. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You yeah. know, everybody yeah. in that, everyone, everyone in that yeah. circle is benefiting. I'm not trying to sell someone like insurance, right. <laughs> you know? No, fair enough. So you feel like there was a level of excitement and, and, um, you know, kind of some congruency around your own passions with, yeah. with fitness. Yeah, absolutely. That's- yeah, and I think it helped me kind of on a bigger picture understand like when when you're forming your new business and I at the time I met you, Derek, I was like saying yes to everything. Someone was like, "Oh, can you help me film this?" Yes. "Oh, can you do a photo shoot of this?" Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden I was like, "I don't have enough time in the day to even come close to getting all this stuff done." So I mean, and we talked about this like kind of learning how to how to overcome that obstacle and that hurdle and when we you know as i did that what i well, i've been very fortunate that i've been busy enough that i can say no to things i don't want and say yes to things that i do want and right. that's what this showed me is like there's pa- there's projects that i'm going to be more passionate about and you know what happens when you're more passionate about a project it turns out better it looks better the client is happier everybody wins again and that's why i think that's fun i love working around and I, it helped me learn like i love working around Things that improve people's lives and food, which maybe doesn't always improve people's lives. (laughs) But but it's fun. It's a big, you know, it's so things that I think, 
I, I hope hopefully that kind of made sense with what yeah, I, no, I was no, going. Yeah, no, no, 100%. I love yeah. that. I love that. Um, what new projects are you the most excited for and what is next for uh, Pell Productions? So um, the next projects that I'm working on, I have, I have a couple things in the work. I've been doing a lot more pre-planning and thoughtful work. So some of the projects I'm working with, um, I have a big project with Four Seasons I'm excited about. Um, and You've been working with them for a while. I have. I've been fortunate. I've been with Four Seasons in Philadelphia for a while, the, the hotel luxury hotel brand. And that's been great experience. Um, this year, <clears throat> excuse me, this year really just putting a lot more thoughtfulness into what I'm creating, which is just part of the learning process. It's like what you want to be doing as a, as a content creator to begin with, right? But really just honing in on, on a specific idea and then executing on it. And it's been super fun. Like we had a, we had a project where I wanted to, to – video the same place during the day and the night, but have it seamlessly fused together into one clip. And like when we accomplished that and pulled it off and it looked amazing, it was like nice. That was like a really, it was a complicated thing and it was, and it all worked out and it was fun. So I think right now my biggest thing with Pell Productions is I want to keep growing, but I also want to grow within reason. So I'm kind of looking to develop and build relationships with Mm. the existing clients I'm working with to the best of my abilities and and not just take on new work to take on new work. Um, I don't want to become so busy that it will be at the detriment of the clients I'm already servicing and working with right? um, because that'll just defeat everybody at the same time and it's not going to be a, a recipe that yeah I, I think you're you're creating a, a client list and a project list that is something that you take pride in and yeah. is something that you you, you found a love for you yeah know? and I think that what you're doing is you're kind of taking that essentialist approach where you're starting to genuinely think about whether you should take something on or not you know yeah. I think it's like that the premise of like if you know when you say yes you're saying yes again and again and again to right. something, right? Whereas yeah. like if you say no, it's like that's a hard line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's hard in the beginning. And I think that that's just part of, you know, the entrepreneur phase uh, initially of, you know, in the beginning you're kind of like in desperation mode or you're just trying yeah, to get you your message out you there as much as you don't know what's around the corner. No, right. you don't. And you're just trying to take on as much as you possibly can because mm-hmm. you're new to the space. But through time and trial and error, you do realize like how important it is to be a bit more discerning with yeah. which projects you you take on and which ones you don't absolutely no i love that um awesome well josh thank you so much for jumping on i know we're definitely going to do this again at some point absolutely um tell everyone where they can learn more about you all right so i can be found on instagram my instagram handle is travel underscore pell p-e-l um, my website's pell Productions. so if you ever need any help with photography or videography Type of social media consulting, be happy to help, and you can always uh, send me a DM. All right, everyone, thank you so much for jumping in. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Thanks, Derek.